that time again ds live podcast episode number 35 recording this live well not not on nakoda.com slash live this time on saturday september 13 2008 as always i'm your host lloyd hannison the webmaster of nakoda.com and ukoda.com and joining me and not going on zero i'm going to use that, that <laughs> joke again edgar first yeah but they haven't heard it because they are not going to hear what we recorded no, no, no we kind of we kind of did about a minute of the podcast and had to stop it and this is take two so you guys are getting take two i'm not gonna it was actually it was very prima donna-ish the way she stopped it he was like wait 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 no i'm, I'm, I'm not comfortable with this can i can't I, I don't want to do this right now can i get some evian water over here please yeah. maybe some vitamin water something what's my motivation again what am i supposed to be? Who, who am i what am i doing here my time is so much more valuable than this <laughs> <laughs> how's it going my friend it's been a while it has been a while um i think uh, i guess we kind of owe them not so much an apology but i guess we owe them an explanation as to why we didn't record last week yeah because we recorded we spot and we explained in we spot why we were a couple weeks late mr edgar hit going down to vegas baby uh, you're so back. money did i ever tell you that you're so money you don't even know it air with these claws <laughs> What's that? All time. Uh, I I didn't hear you. You kind of like dropped off there, but that that's cool. That's cool. So so Vegas Vegas was good. What what have you been doing for for the last little week or or so? Uh, well, like my life has been pretty insane. The last month went to uh, went on a cruise uh, to Mexico and to Ensenada and uh, for a three day cruise. So I we were unable to record that weekend. Right. I don't remember. Did we make it up during the following week, or did we just try try to pan it for the week after, and then I went to Vegas? Yeah, that's uh, we we uh, basically we said that we were going to be skipping a week, and uh, then the following week we couldn't record because you're in Vegas, and then Vegas. we recorded yeah. We Spot last week, and then we didn't get DS Life because things just start falling apart, and then we couldn't hook up at all this weekend or this week rather in the evenings because uh, I don't know you're you're pretty crazy in your area, and uh, it was like the first full week of school back at the university that I work at. So things Did you say been... it was Kara's birthday? Uh and also yeah, it was Kara's birthday on the ninth. So Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Kara when she listens to this so we uh that's why we couldn't record one of the, one of the evenings and yeah it's just been it's been crazy but uh we we just wanted to assure you guys listening to this podcast that we're here and don't worry uh I got a couple emails saying oh so you put out a new podcast and then you don't do the DS live what the hell and it's like, no, no, that's that's not. They're getting all butt hurt. Yeah, yeah, that's not at all the case. And for those that don't know, let's move right into announcements. I just wanted to announce that the Touch of Gaming podcast. You heard episode zero here on the DS Live podcast feed. The website for that podcast is touchagaming.com. Um, head on over there, subscribe, uh, subscribe, even if you don't want to listen to it, uh, just so we can get the subscriptions up in iTunes so we can game the system. If you have access to 12 machines, subscribe 12 times. If you have a hundred <laughs> machines or a hundred friends that have a hundred machines, subscribe on all of them. We, if we, you're a hacker and you want to send a <laughs> very benign virus out to everyone that, that subscribes that, to all of our podcasts. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, as long as I don't know that it's happening, it just happens. It's like, I don't know. It just happened. I, I didn't do it. Uh, that would be cool too. But no, uh, basically, uh, <laughs> I just, wow. 
never mind. I just saw another uh, thing pop in the show notes and it confused me there for a second. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> head on over to touchagaming.com. Uh, check out the Touch of Gaming podcast. Uh, the reason why, uh, for a little explanation, that there was like five episodes of Touch of Gaming up within a week and nothing for DS Life wasn't because we weren't recording. Uh, it was because we had previously recorded five episodes of Touch of Gaming and uh, then basically just release them all within a two-day span to kind of give everybody out there that wanted to hear about uh, iPod games a burst of news and a bunch of podcasts they can listen to. Uh, it's been going pretty good over there. I'm really, really enjoying it, but that does not mean that I'm out of like with the DS Life podcast. I'm still very much sure? in love with the DS Life podcast. All right, as long as you're not cheating on us. No, not cheating, with, not, not cheating on you much <laughs> all right guys a uh, real quick announcement and this is really extremely minor but uh i started just a little fan site a little fun uh throwaway fa- uh, a site called uh, help batman beat titanic if you guys have been following the numbers in the u.s uh batman uh dark knight is on its way to being the number one grossing movie of all time um it's about i think 80 million dollars away right now which is a big chunk considering that Every weekend it makes like one or two, two or three. So I'm trying to, and then there's also talk about a re-release coming in January mm. um, because for uh, IMAX for, screens or something, right? I'm, well, it has IMAX already. It's in IMAX theaters, but it's for like the award show, just to kind uh, of rekindle right. the uh, the runnings for of of the different actors and whatnot. So they're thinking about re-releasing in January, and I was like, you know what? This is a perf- perfect opportunity to get people rallied up and. You know, get maybe little groups of people together to watch Batman, maybe in IMAX. I haven't seen it yet in IMAX. Mm. I saw it in a theater, and it was a fantastic movie. I think. Have you seen it, Lloyd? I have not. I, I've been. Oh, I've been meaning to dude. go. It's just been. It's been so you should crazy. Go to, you should go to help BatmanBTitanic.com. Oh. For all your Batman Dark Knight news and a nice little gauge of us catching up to Titanic. Really, I just went there and there was nothing. No, nothing. There, there is nothing there right now. Oh. But there will be by the time this is posted. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, Mr. Edgar. Uh, I, maybe I shall go to a website. I, I should Google for how can I help Batman beat Titanic.com. And uh, maybe I'll end up at a, at a website that is going to help me to help Batman beat Titanic. Because that'd be awesome. Can you imagine like I want to make a little animated series now of like Batman and then beating up like this little person in a titanic suit Mm, that'd be good or just uh like leonardo dicaprio standing at the front of the boat i'm king of the world and then he gets a batarang in the face that would be christian uh christian bale comes up and punches him in the mouth i'm king of the world punk that'd be awesome worst worst voice ever but for some oh you haven't seen it i haven't seen it Oh, anyways, so, so let's get on with it because we have a lot of ground to cover. All right, man. We've been we've been rambling so far at the start of the podcast or we're back to old form. We but that means it's good. It's going to be great. It's, it's going to be entertaining. Be great. Edgar, my friend. What have you been Wait playing? for it. There we go. Ah, I've been I've been wanting to be asked that question for a long time. Soul Bubbles. <laughs> uh, nice. That's what I've been playing. <laughs> a little game called Soul Bubbles. If you guys have no idea what that reference is from, it's from my childhood. Uh, waking up at like uh, 7 o'clock to watch all my Saturday morning cartoons and then when my cartoons are done I watch Soul Train from like 11 o'clock till noon is nice. anyone with me? anyone? Nice Soul, Soul Train. Train I watched a little bit of Soul Train in my, in my past dude, I wanted to be one of those dancers so bad I wanted to be the, the awesome dude in the corner dancing with the chicks and mm-hmm. whatnot. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. No. Anyways, it, it was cool. <laughs> I, I wanted to have a leisure suit and and many gold chains and 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 dance. It was, but it never happened. Uh, maybe we'll have to bring back Soul Train so we can relive our uh, our previous fantasies and dreams. Cornelius was awesome. What was his name? Cornelius what? Oh, I can't even remember. Oh, I his name is Cornelius remember. something. I'm I'm so forget forgetful when it comes to old TV shows. So. I'm sorry. Only, only a cool black dude like like the dude from Soul Train could pull off a name like Cornelius. Yeah, you would. I, I couldn't name my up. kid Cornelius. No, you, you get picked on. You get beaten up pretty much. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, hello to any Corneliuses that are listening to the podcast. Uh, just <laughs> ignore the last 30 seconds of the show. <laughs> Anyways, so I've been playing a lot of Soul Bubbles. And bubble, bubbles. If you guys remember, um, it was the game that I talked about on the last podcast, previous podcast, that was a Toys R Us exclusive. And there's a stigma, unfortunately, a bad stigma that um, that and usually, I, and Lloyd could back me up on this, it's about 98% of games that are exclusive to any kind of retail store or rental chain um, is usually horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually they uh, they just release it kind of half-assed, and you know, GameStop or uh, Toys R Us or any other kind of retailer pick it up and they kind of push it. But um, usually they're not good. Uh, Soul Bubbles, I'm happy to say, is a fantastic game, uh, and I guess I should review it now. Should I talk? Should yeah. I continue now? Or? Yeah, go for it. Okay. <clears throat> so basically, you're you're this little fairy thing. Um, and I knew I was in trouble right when I opened up the game because the first thing it tells you, uh, this game does not contain any of the following situations. And it's like, you know, trademarked cars. Um, uh, what does it say? Like, um, it, it lists like all these cliche game types. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's really great. Like, uh, like um, action, like this action female or like it just lists like four different uh, totally cliche games and then it says uh, but you'll have fun playing it at the end and I was like oh well that's cool and that's pretty much the kind of vibe that you get from the entire game the game is extremely well done you you play this little fairy who is helping like this mage collect um, these like spirits and he had he help, you help him push them through the a maze almost <clears throat> and you do that by um, there's these little uh, you, you you circle them in bubbles and that's where the title of the uh, game comes from you encase them in bubbles and you push them along. Now, uh, where the fun part and where the um, obstacles come in is that the, the areas that you push it through uh, change and they have hazards along the way. So you could run into spikes and the little the bubble pops and you have to recollect by circling the touchpad, uh, circling the, uh, <clears throat> the little fairies to encapsulate them once again. Or if it's a very narrow passage, um, the cool thing is that your fairy can split up the bubble into different sections. So you can have multiple bubbles with little fairies and or little sprites. Like they're little like little life force things almost. Mm. Um, but it's very cool. Like it's very well designed. Basically, you um, you the character that you cr- that you control with the stylus, the direction that you blow in or the, the that you write on is the direction you blow in, and that's how you push your bubble. Um, and it's kind of it's kind of different because the little fairy that you control appears anywhere. So it's not like you have to actually control the, the, um, the fairy. It appears wherever you tap. Oh, okay. So it's very different in that way. Like you don't have to worry about actually controlling them. You just have to worry about pushing the bubble. And wherever the bubble is is where your screen is. Um, so it's, the, the bubble is the main focus. So you could split the bubble. You could unite the bubble. You could deflate the bubble. You can make it bigger. It all depends on what you're doing. There's like traps. Um, 
that need a certain size bubble. So then you have to create a larger bubble just by making a circle or you have to unite the smaller bubbles. Um, it's extremely well done. I'm, I'm doing a pro- probably a pretty horrible job of describing it. Um, but if you could imagine, ba- basically, it's, uh, it's a race to the end of the maze. And uh, I got a very, very calming effect come over me when I was playing the game because really there's no way to die. At least I haven't died yet. There's not a lot of... Um, Let's see, it's not a Contra 4 for the DS where you're di- dying every two seconds. It's um, more of a freestyle game where you're, you're able to kind of um, chase your bubble around and then collect the, the extra points and do it in a, in a certain amount of time. And really what your, your score is based on is how, fa- how fast you finish and how many points you collect along the way. Like, um, so I haven't died. I don't know if you can die yet (laughs) but it's very easy but at the same time it is challenging because then you start getting to these very narrow passages and while you don't um you're not killed off by having your little your little um, pixies like fly away um you have to encapsulate them pretty quick because there's a timer and I i still haven't found out what the timer does yet but i imagine it does something not good um, but it's really fun. It's a really great game. Um, and it just really sucks to think that um, it's exclusively through Toys R Us. So basically what I'm here to say is uh, I, this game is made for any kind of casual gamer uh, and even some serious gamers who just want a game that they could kind of pick up, play for a bit, not worry about um, you know, yelling in the bathroom you know, because your man just died or you just... Uh, or, or something really evil happened because it's very or you, calming. Or you ate it's too much steak the night before and uh, you're a little stopped up. That would be yeah, the ex- reason why you're ex- yelling in the ex- bathroom. <laughs> so um, it's, it's a very, uh, the music's great. The graphics are really well done for it being like a very, you know, smaller budget um, and uh, a, a game coming from a smaller developer. Um, very well done. I can't imagine this game on pretty much any system. It's tailor-made for the DS and kind of shows what the DS is about and what people could do when they apply their, their mind to it, you know, or their, their programming prowess. Um, so overall, I'd probably give it a, a solid 8.3. Wow. I'll give it 8.3. Um, I would say that it's, I think, on the shorter side of things, uh, I'm a good portion of the way through, and I'm and I'm going through it at a pretty quick pl- pace. But um, again, you might be able to. Most people won't want to go through it again simply because there's not going to be too much that you miss along the way. It's more going to be if if you're you know if you're an avid gamer, it's more going to be of bringing down your times of how fast you can push your bubble through. Um, so overall, I highly recommend it. If you guys are on the fence, go try it out. Um, but uh, it, it's one of those games that bucks the trend of being a crappy exclusive title. So awesome. there you go. Wow, that's impressive. I'm, I'm even more inclined to go pick this one up at uh, Toys R Us now that you've given it such a glowing review. Yeah, it was very fun. It was very, it was like, I don't, I'm glad I picked it up and I'm glad I own it. I, and that's the problem is I necessarily wouldn't have, seek, wouldn't have went to seek it out had I not been really curious about how good it was, mm-hmm. you know, it being exclusive title and it getting the reviews that it did. Um, so if you guys are, and you know, Christmas will be coming up in a few short months. This would be a great title for anyone that's kind of younger that really doesn't have a handle for like, you know, really fast paced games or uh, someone who's just getting into gaming or uh, even to a certain extent, like a grandma or something that has brain age, but nothing else. Right. So it's like it's 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 what you're kind of saying is it's casual focus, but it's not a casual game. 
Yeah, it's casual focus because you could get away with a lot, um, but it's also challenging. Like I found myself like going through some really narrow passages where there's spikes on either way. It's the difference of like if someone who's pretty good, they'll go through it and try not to hit anything. Mm-hmm. But if someone is kind of casual game, kind of casual gamer and doesn't play very often, maybe they'll pop their bubble a few times along this route, but they'll still finish it because they'll be able to capture it and and you know keep going along with no problem. So it's that type of difference. Like someone who doesn't play very much, they'll still be able to get through it. Um, and, but the, it'll just take a little bit longer. Hmm, cool. So there you go. And also just to let you guys know, um, I'll, hopefully I was looking for a counterpart for my Wii Fit. Cause I know if you guys, if, well, if you know, if you, if you subscribe to the Wii Spot podcast, uh, I love Wii Fit and I, and I keep with it on a regular basis. So I was looking for a kind of a counterpart for the DS. So I, uh, picked up a weight loss coach. I'm going to give that a whirl. And then I also picked up uh, space invaders extreme. So hopefully Lloyd and I could give a review in tandem on the next uh, podcast. Yeah. That, that might, we'll have to sync up and uh, figure out what to do for that. But yeah, that sounds uh, like a lot of fun. It, it really is a great game and it's unfortunately, it hasn't been talked about as much as it should because it's, it's a really uh, great reinvention of the old space invaders franchise. Nice. All right, dude. You guys know what I've been playing. What have you been playing? What have I been playing? Well, first, before I get started, just wanted to give a little shout out to uh, someone that I was chatting with on Facebook yesterday. His name's uh, Simon Moore. Uh, we answered one of his questions before. He's the one that asked the question about uh, uh, M-rated games. Uh, uh-huh. Should he get GTA 4 and all that oh, stuff? Do you yeah. remember, that? remember yeah. that question? Yeah, absolutely. He was... A- uh- he was the one that we uh, that we talked to and, and told him, you know what, go to your parents. You seem like a very responsible kid, and yeah. a, a conversation with your parents would be ideal. Yeah, cool. So, no, we, we chatted for about 15, 20 minutes last night, and really cool oh, kid. Awesome. And I uh, just wanted to give a shout-out to him as kind of a little surprise, since I said that we were recording podcasts uh, this morning. Uh, so, hey, Simon, keep, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, but yeah. let's get a little bit into what I'm playing. Uh, just with being so swamped at work, I haven't been playing a lot, but I've been playing uh, a little bits of a bunch of different things, mostly on the iPhone, because it's uh, quick and easy to just download a small demo or a free game, rather, and uh, play that while I'm like kind of like trying to de-stress a little bit um, between things at work. Uh, but on the DS, I've been continuing on with Trauma Center 2. I think I'm almost done Case 4. Um, so, or scene four or whatever they call it. Uh, it's, it's so much fun. Uh, this is bringing me back to like the old school trauma center, but without me tearing out my hair. Like if you, (laughs) if you see my hair, like if we were on the camera right now, there's no hair missing on the top of my head. So that's the difference between trauma center one and trauma center two. Uh, a lot of fun. Um, the story is just as good as the first game. The gameplay is wicked. Um, a little bit more forgiving. Uh, it's just, it's awesome. I want to finish it so I can review on newcoda.com and then in the ds live podcast so look for that in the future and also picked up another game for kara which i've been messing around a little bit uh, with and it's a little game called mystery case files millionaire it's a game that was uh, published by nintendo but not developed by nintendo and it is the ultimate casual game i would have to say really Uh, it's it's a lot of fun um but it's kind of simple. Uh, basically, you play a detective who finds clues, and that's the whole gameplay is you going around looking for clues. And how they do that is it's uh, do you remember back in in like grade school where you had to like do what's different in this picture compared to the top picture yeah, and and look at this scene and find all of the, all the ice yeah. cream cones and stuff like that? 
It's that kind of game. So basically, when you're looking for clues on a scene, you get a big picture. You can only see a small subset of that picture. It's probably you can see like one ninth of what the whole picture is. And then you go around like you scroll around to look for items and you get a list of items that you have to find. So if you're looking in this office, you might have to find a clock and uh, a fish and a paw print and stuff like that. So you're like looking through the level and uh, trying to click on the items that you have to find. Um, and it gets harder as you go for further in the game and they unlock different gameplay kind of mechanics where uh, you have hmm. to you have to interact with items so it's like turn the key is the clue so you have to find a key or a keyhole or something and like draw a circle around it to turn the key um, so they kind of mix up the formula a little bit um, never in a way that is more difficult or hard it's just kind of keeping things kind of interesting uh, there's some other different gameplay modes where there's like solving a puzzle like with puzzle pieces dragging puzzle pieces into a into an area to make the puzzle or you know those little sliding puzzles where you had to like get the numbers yes. in order there's something dude are you kidding they i got one of those every time i went to uh, a birthday party an hispanic birthday party they come in every pinata nice nice get a little grab bag with uh with one of those like was it the nine little sometimes the the, the easy ones were the nine the nine spaces yeah and then the hard ones that have like five billion of them that you have yeah. to shuffle around so there's that type of stuff thrown into it and i'm only uh, i don't know maybe a half hour 45 minutes maybe an hour into it uh just like noodling around um in my spare time and it, it is actually a lot of fun like as simplistic as it sounds like find the fish um it's actually a lot of fun uh and one thing that they've built into the game is different difficulty modes so um as you play on easy, you're looking for really big items comparatively to when you play on hard. Uh, you're looking for like little tiny items that are really hard to see in in the jumble of other things that are around it. And apparently, if you replay even on the same difficulty level, you're going to be finding different items. So when you look in, like say an outside house uh, of a house is the scene that you're looking in. There could be like a hundred different things on the screen that. Um, are there but you're only going to be looking for like five or ten of them or whatever so the replayability is there and it's kind of randomized when you go through so it's a lot of fun if you ever have problems finding any of these items you can have hints that will kind of sparkle and show you where the items are um, hmm. there's little games thrown in so i don't know it, it for something that i thought would be just be like a simple throwaway casual title i'm actually really enjoying it so i, I want to see kara played a little bit more to see what her uh, thoughts on the matter are but this might be another one of those great casual titles like soul bubbles that can just be given to pretty much anybody that has a DS. Um, everybody out there will be able to find some sort of fun in it. So uh, really, really interesting and kind of surprising because I didn't think I would be enjoying it as much as I am. Nice. All right, well, let's, uh, let's get into, uh, since we've been kind of rambling on for about 20 minutes here, let's get into a little ad and then we'll get into the release list and then into the news. Uh, so like always, uh, we, we're really happy to uh, to say thanks uh, to GoToMeeting for supporting the podcast yet again. Uh, and of course, GoToMeeting is the easiest online meeting service. GoToMeeting just got easier. If you haven't tried GoToMeeting, now is the time because the new version of GoToMeeting has fully integrated voice over IP. With this new total audio feature, you have more audio options um, basically by being able to conference through a phone or on the web. So you don't have to pick up a phone and dial in. You can do 
VoIP or through the web client now. Save time, save money, and be more efficient. Hold an online meeting with GoToMeeting. Try GoToMeeting free today for 30 days. Just visit GoToMeeting.com slash techpodcasts. That's GoToMeeting.com slash techpodcasts for a free trial. And it, it is free free. So uh, definitely go download that, check it out, and see if it's something that you would use on a day-to-day basis. Uh, if you ever wanted to see what's on someone else's screen or show someone what's on your screen, say if you're working on a great Photoshop as a joke for a friend, uh, you might want to get together with some of your other friends and work on it together. That's the perfect uh, perfect thing to do uh, or to use GoToMeeting for. So definitely check it out. It's a free 30-day trial, and that is GoToMeeting.com slash techpodcasts. And, of course, the link to that will be in the show notes. Nice. And let's get into that release list. All right. Uh, since a we have a very long release list, since we haven't done this for a while, uh, there's a lot of games. It is getting down to crunch time when there is a dozen games coming out every week. Uh, three weeks ago, there was probably about ten games, eleven games. Uh, I'm going to mention three of the good ones. I'm going to talk about last week's games, and then I'm going to talk about games that are coming out this week. So. Two weeks ago, I guess. Yeah, two weeks ago, I guess it would be. Uh, we had Commando Steel Disaster come out. That's the Metal Slug uh, clone that we've talked about previously on the podcast. Uh, looks really cool, and uh, I haven't checked it out personally, but I'm really interested to see if any of you guys have checked it out. Definitely let us know. We had Harvest Moon Island of Happiness come out. Everybody loves Harvest Harvest Moon. It's kind of like Animal Crossing-like farming sim kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so people like harvest moon i'm sure this is going to do well we had n plus come out uh, that's that little ninja game that i talked about previously on the podcast it's 20 bucks um there's like 300 levels or something stupid in the game it is definitely worth the 20 dollars if you like uh kind of action puzzly platformer kind of games uh, n plus is definitely a good game for you and then last week we had a bunch of big titles we had spore creatures come out that's the ds version of spore uh apparently according to people that have played it it's kind of like pokemon where you're actually looking for other creatures in the world it's not just a toned down version of spore it is a whole new game unto itself kind of interesting uh there's a game called Locks quest that's done by the guys that did drawn to life so it has really great art style and it's kind of like a castle or tower defense desktop tower defense kind of game you're this little guy that draws um bases and towers and walls and other things to stop the onslaught of enemies looks really interesting i'm when i have some free time that is definitely going to be going on my pile of games to play i I love desktop tower defense games and i can't wait to dig my uh or sink my teeth into this one we had of course mystery case files millionaire uh that's the game that i was talking about earlier in the podcast Uh, viva pinata pocket paradise came out that's the ds version of the xbox 360 game by rare uh apparently it's getting like stupidly good reviews so if you even had an interest in viva pinata on the 360 this is definitely a game to pick up uh hell's kitchen came out uh gordon ramsay's cooking thing has a ds version so more cooking games on the ds mazes of fate uh which is a maze game pretty simple uh the price is right which is the uh, portable version of the popular uh game show and then this coming week we have some big games again we have dragon quest 4 that is the ds exclusive um remake of dragon quest 4 looks really really awesome um i'm probably gonna have to pick that up i've i already have like um, Final Fantasy 3 and Final Fantasy 4, which I haven't beaten yet, embarrassingly uh, enough. Uh, and I'm going to have to add Dragon Quest 4 to that pile because I'm an RPG nut. Uh, we have Daigata Defenders. Uh, we have Drawn to Life SpongeBob SquarePants. That's the SpongeBob themed version of Drawn to Life uh, that THQ is putting out. 
kind of uh, just to kind of utilize the popularity and hype that the first game get got, I guess. Uh, we have a game called Animal Paradise. Um, another game called Unsolved Crimes. We have Star Wars The Forced Unleashed uh, coming out on the DS. It's actually going to be hitting pretty much every uh, portable and toaster and coffee maker out there. So if you have any interest in The Force Unleashed, you can probably find it for your, um, your system, either handheld or console of choice. We have a game called My Secret World. We have Red Bull BC1, which is, as from what I understand, a breakdancing game that's been sponsored by Red Bull. Um, interesting is all I have to say about that. Uh, we have a game called Line Rider 2 Unbound. Apparently, it is actually going to be coming out this time. I'll believe it when I see it. And we have a game called Igor. Um, so there you go. That, there's a huge list of games there. Like uh, Looking at that list, there must be about 10 games that I want to play. Um, in reality, there's probably going to be about three games that I'm going to be able to play just because of the amount of games that are coming out. But it is definitely a good time to be a DS uh, owner. There is games out there for everybody. Well, then maybe that's why our listeners should... Uh... Go ahead and start sending us their 30-second reviews again. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Send us your 60-second reviews of any of the games that we mentioned or any other game on the DS. Uh, We can't play it all. Uh, As much as we'd like to have the the money to do it, we don't. And the time to do it, we definitely don't. Uh, So we can uh, look to you guys, the listeners, to send in your 60-second reviews. Either record it or send it into our voicemail line, which we'll give to you later in the podcast. Absolutely. All right. All right. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. All right. You want to jump on the first one? News. Ooh, the, the, oh, wait. That, that was the bumper. The bumper was a little bit low. Let, let's do it again. Uh, let's so do it again. Time, it's, it's so good. So, 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 Edgar, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the release list for this week. Dude, well, you know what? It's a perfect time to go into the news then. DSY. News. There you go. There you go. That was awesome. And I'm leaving the, the failed attempt in there because people like to laugh at us. So that's a, another way that you can laugh at us. All right. First up on the news tip this week, we have a little game called Tony Hawk. You like that? You like that? Yeah, the news that, tip. That was good. That was good. Is this fresh? It is funky fresh, I would say. Fresh. Funky, nice. funky fresh. Uh, we have a little game called Tony Hawk's Motion that has been announced. Uh, this was announced a little while ago, uh, like a couple weeks ago, but we just weren't around. And it is such good news and such big news that we wanted to talk about it, even though we are a little bit late. So if you haven't heard about it, uh, Activision has released, on, um, I guess, a press release saying that Tony Hawk will be coming to the DS and it's a game called Tony Hawk's Motion. And and people are like, motion? There's no motion on the DS. Well, funny enough, they're going to be putting in a bundled motion pack, which is going to be attaching to the GBA slot, most likely. That will give you tilty support with the DS. So you'll be able to tilt left and right, and you'll be tilting the skateboard left and right. Really, really interesting and kind of weird that Activision is going to be putting out a peripheral to do this. Um that made me think a little bit saying hmm they're putting out a peripheral that's going to give tilty support to the ds maybe that is something that's going to be built into ds2 um maybe they've worked uh, with see me. you're thinking and that's going to lead into other uh, another piece that we're going to talk about later that's good stuff yeah like i'm thinking that maybe they've worked like this is uh, like purely hypothetical and just me kind of yammering and thinking about it i'm thinking that if they were going to come out with a, a cartridge for the ds 
that is on the GBA slot, they don't want to lose the GBA slot. And the rumor is that in the next version of DS, the GBA slot is going to be nowhere to be found. Nintendo's yeah. going to be taking that out to save money. So who knows? Maybe they're working with Nintendo to work on a chip that will be then built into the next DS. So games like um, Tony Hawk's Motion will be able to support that by default, and other developers will be able to develop for it. So it's kind of interesting to see these new... Um, I guess these new gameplay styles and new peripherals coming to the DS because it's probably going to be really easy for Nintendo to include a lot of this technology like rumble, like, uh, like, like tilty support, uh, into the next version of the DS. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. Not that there's going to be a DS two anytime soon when they're selling like 500,000 units a month or something crazy, but, um, something to think (laughs) about. And it's really cool to see Activision pushing the envelope again with another peripheral for the DS. Yeah, and I mean, Tony Hawk's a perfect game to do it, too. Mm, totally. And I totally trust Activision to do something that's not completely gimmicky and not going to completely squash the uh, the Tony Hawk franchise. Because even though there's been a ton of them and people you know, go on, go on and off the bandwagon for Tony Hawk, they've all been consistently good games. Mm-hmm. You know, they may not always push the, the boundary of you know, the gameplay every time, but they try tremendously. I mean, it's really hard. How many, time, how many iterations of Tony Hawk have there been in the last like 10 years? Uh, eight thousand and three, I believe, is the three. Final yeah, yeah. This yeah. might be eight thousand and four. Yeah. So they've all been uh, really a lot. good. They've, they've yeah, all been really exactly. good, except for maybe downhill jam on the Wii, which was kind of meh. Uh, that's kind of a throwaway, though. That was kind of like uh, we need to start support. We need to support the Wii. We'll yeah. give them something. Yeah, exactly. So cool. Uh, big ups to. Oh, that's weird. I got to turn that off. Uh, big ups to uh, to Activision for uh, for putting out something on the. Uh, Do you- are there a bunch of blinking lights in your room or something? It seems like you're, you're awfully distracted today. <laughs> no, I had, uh, I just got a, a little note. It noticed on Skype, someone popped on and I got a little pop up. So I had to turn that off because I don't want to have little sounds uh, infecting the podcast while we go uh, forward. Cool. All right, dude. Next one. Mm-hmm. I think we're both pretty excited about this. We talked about it um, before and we made the announcement um well we didn't make an announcement it was an announcement at e3 that no. a gta was coming no, to we, the we ds broke the news they came right to us because we're big enough and we broke that's the news true. to the world nintendo rockstar said hey guys listen we have this we've been holding it under our, our cap here's a little tidbit and we broke it before they even talked about any three we were awesome we we rock period yeah um and basically there's been no details all we saw was a logo and just a lot of drool because everyone pretty much wants this game um but what they're coming uh, what they're they're pointing out is that it's coming out this winter whether it's coming before christmas or after is um unknown but that the window would be somewhere between november and january Mm -hmm. of this year or january of next year exactly so uh kind of exciting i mean there's again there's not much to go on, so really any news is good news because we have nothing else. Yeah, and it's um, there's going to be a lot of news coming out really, really soon because the next version of the Nintendo or the next epi- or the next issue, I got to get my words uh, straight here in this episode. Uh, the next issue of Nintendo Power is actually going to have a exclusive preview of uh, GTA um, oh, on, really? the, on the DS. So uh, look for that if you're a Nintendo Power subscriber, you're going to get it. F- um, when it comes in the mail otherwise you're gonna have to head down uh, in a couple weeks to your uh, local newsstand and pick up uh pick pick a copy up because they're going to be blowing out the doors on gta chinatown wars wow i rhymed nice. i didn't even mean to do that I, i'd like to say that that was planned but it still wasn't so can we when we actually get uh 
uh, GTA t- Chinatown Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we actually have that when we both review it as our headline? Yeah, sure. We can, We're blowing down the doors. Yeah, we can we can do that. Well, I'm gonna mark it in my in my notes here, and we'll we'll remember that for next time. Good, good deal. Awesome. All right, moving, dude. moving right along. Uh, you guys know how much I like to talk about official websites. Uh, there's a lot of really cool news that uh, that comes out from that. It's it's a lame thing, but it's one of the things that I do. And I, I didn't even notice, but you're right. You always love talking about how the, this new game actually has this website, and you should go check it out. Yeah, well, because they always have like screenshots they don't give to anybody else. Um, little 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 giveaways and different things like the Locks Quest official website had a little flash game that you could play. Things like that. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, well, there's two new games that are going to be having an official website. Uh, they already have them, um, and that's why I'm going to tell you about them. Uh, the first is Metal Slug 7, uh, the official website, which is metalslug7-us.com. Um, they've actually put up the game soundtrack for free uh, as a download. So you can head on over to metalslug7-us.com and download MP3s of every single music track in the game. Uh, really, really cool, and it's nice to see. Uh, there's information on all the different levels. All the different weapons, all the different characters, um, but of course, a lot of free stuff as well. So head on over and download that and check it out. Uh, And also, this is a new game uh, that's been announced. Sega has announced that Fantasy Star will be making its appearance on the DS uh, in a game called Fantasy Star Zero. And this isn't going to be like the old Fantasy Star games, which are like top-down RPGs. This is going to be a version of uh, the PSO, like Fantasy Star Online, and PSU for the 360, Fantasy Star Universe. It's going to be a game along those lines. So it's going to be a 3D action RPG with four-player multiplayer support, uh, online and offline multiplayer support, which is just amazing it's making me so happy to talk about this um they have their uh, japanese website up there's no news whether it's going to be coming to the u.s at all it's going to be coming to the u.s i mean it's definitely going to yeah. be coming to the u.s um but if you head on over to, to the official website you're going to see that this game looks like uh, like the dreamcast version it looks like the gamecube version it looks like the 360 version it is a full-blown fantasy star online uh things like uh, like the mags, those little characters that you level up that go along with you are going to be there. Huge bosses, uh, multiplayer support, online, uh, three races, 14 classes. Like it, It's going to be awesome. And if you head on over to the website, you can see some of the really, really, really amazing 3D screenshots or screenshots of the game in 3D. They're not actually 3D. You don't have to put on stupid glasses to look at them, uh, even though that would be really cool and Sega should get on that. But up to now, there isn't. Uh, but it the the 3D engine that they're using for this game looks to be probably the best one I've seen, even better than like Final Fantasy IV. Um, it's done really, really, really well. So hopefully, we're going to be uh, playing this in the near, uh, not too distant future, uh, because I love me some Final Fantasy Star Online, and it would be nice to play it on the DS. Yeah, Fantasy Star uh, was awesome on the Dreamcast. Um, there, I think it was one of their. Uh, more popular games. It, it was like the besides first, Shenmue and uh, a couple of others. Yeah. It was pretty much the most popular games. Yeah, exactly. And it it is actually the first game ever on a console that was charging a monthly fee. Like they were successfully charging nine ninety nine a month. To I play, remember that to, to play uh, Fantasy Star Online on the Sega Dreamcast and then on the GameCube as well, and then Fantasy Star Universe on the. 360 i don't think had that or it gave you like 60 days free or something like that so 
Do you also remember that that was one of the one of the first games ever to be tied to the system? So if you ever try to sell the game, the other person wouldn't be able to use it. Yeah, because it had uh, it had unlock it had keys that you had to use to create your account. Just exactly. like exactly like if you were an old school uh, MMO player on the PC, like uh, you you'd go buy a copy of Ultima Online and you'd have to type in the key on a website to create your account. This game was the exact same way. So uh, it's done a lot uh, to kind of push forward the industry, and it's kind of neat to see that it's going to be coming to our little hand held that could uh the nintendo ds all right guys uh so we've been talking uh in on the last few podcasts about how nintendo needs to get back on the saddle in japan as far as the ds the psp was kicking its butt not kicking its butt but it was the psp was doing extraordinarily well um and that was based on a couple of games that launched in japan Monster uh well mainly i'm sorry Monster, mainly monster hunter was the uh, yeah. was the big one that everybody was going crazy for yeah. Oh man, and it was it was huge, and uh, I mean, immediately you saw it. Nintendo. I mean, the Japanese are very fickle when it comes to that kind of thing. Like you see the numbers climb and plummet based on games coming mm-hmm. out. Um, they'll always have a base, but man, you see those numbers. Not so much here. I mean, you definitely see a, like the numbers go up for systems when a bigger game comes out, but not like there. If you see like any kind of um, a soccer game RPG. Or a Pokemon game come out? Oh, dude, you better just close down the country because it just it gets pretty insane there. Um, but anyways, what I wanted to talk about is that for the month of August, Nintendo is back and kicking the PSP's butt. Um, so Nintendo sold 333,000 units of the DS in the five weeks ended August 31st. Nice. Compared to the, 2090, two, two, uh, the 291,000 uh uh, PSP sold in that same time. So roughly a little bit more than 10%. Uh, and this is from uh, when the PSP was actually kicking the, P- uh, the DS's butt. Mm-hmm. Now, um, in the console market, Nintendo ma- managed to maintain the uh, lead uh, for Wii's with 180,000 units. The PS3 sold 52,000 and the Xbox sold 44,000 units. So uh, Again, the PS, the DS is the best-selling game in Japan right now, or is a selling uh, system in Japan. Uh, and what helped it push along is a new little game from Nintendo called Rhythm Heaven. Uh, it is the quirkiest little rhythm game you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Lloyd put it very well when he said it reminds him of, like, uh, WarioWare. So if you throw in, like... Elite Agents and WarioWare, that's pretty, pretty much what you have. You have to tab to the beat, and there's a bunch of little mini games that you play through. They all have different like art styles, and it seems like just a bunch of mini games based on rhythm. Yeah. It, hopefully, it comes out of here because it looks, it looks really awesome. Yeah, it's, it, it's definitely like WarioWare where you come to a scene and you have to kind of figure out what you're actually doing to tap on the beat. And it yeah. just seems so random and uh, it, it's a game that I want to play. It's uh rhythm ten- Tengoku uh, in Japan, which is rhythm heaven translated. So hopefully that will be coming to the U S in the near future. Yeah. All right, let's see what's next on the news. All right, well, just a couple quick notes before we get into the last news story uh, that Edgar's going to be talking about. Um, If you have been looking for a copy of Clubhouse Games, which is a really, really awesome game collection, a card game collection, or Hotel Dusk, which is an awesome interactive um, novel, both games that we've spoke highly about on the podcast in the past, um, you probably had problems for for the last little while. They've been out of print and really hard to get, um, selling for retail price used on eBay, for example like they've they've been selling really really well well nintendo is helping you with that they've actually reprinted both clubhouse games and hotel dusk you can tell that you have a reprint version 
because it's got a big ugly uh orange bar at the top of the album art yeah. or the uh i guess the box art um but yeah basically uh they say hotel dusk is a mystery novel lies betrayal murder and a room that grants wishes and then for clubhouse games 42 classic games cards dice boards and more so it looks like they're really trying to focus this even more for the casual audience uh it's a touch generations game both of them um but adding like kind of like descriptors of what the game's about it's kind of a new move for nintendo uh, i don't like the way that they've kind of sullied the uh, the box art but if you guys are looking for copies uh feel free to, to head down to your local store and you probably will be able to find some uh last yeah it kind of sucks for all the people that that um want to buy it because like you said that big orange banner kind of mm. just destroys the uh you know the very atmospheric uh art for uh for hotel dusk but at the same time it makes the people who bought it ahead of time and bought it when you know it was out originally mm-hmm. it makes their box that much cooler exactly and who knows if uh if the resale market's gonna reflect that like sometimes people are selling in rare games or whatever and if you have the old version maybe you'll be able to get more money used than you can for the new version but we'll see how that works out and the last quick note before we before i go uh, edgar still has some stuff to talk about is um if you guys are professor Layton nuts like i am uh you've probably been downloading your weekly puzzle for the last little while um but if you had it on the shelf i just want to let you guys know that the last and final uh download content uh, um, puzzle has been made available uh, late August. In total, there was 27 bonus puzzles that you could download. Um, In reality, you weren't really downloading the puzzle. You were downloading an unlock code for the puzzle, but let's not get into specifics. Um, So if you've picked up Professor Layton, beat it, and haven't played it again, fire up Wi-Fi, head on over to the Professor Layton website, and you can download the 27 bonus puzzles and play those as well. So it's a really cool thing. I'd like to see Nintendo do that a lot more with their titles because it's good to pop in a game after a month of not playing it, uh, play a couple small little things and then put it back down for another month. And uh, yeah, 27 bonus puzzles. That's uh, that's nothing to uh, scoff at. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, I want to bring up a little topic. And this is something that I would hope that you guys sound off on and uh, we get your opinions about uh, a little topic I'd like to touch on. Is uh, oh. we all know that uh, Apple um, talked about their latest lineup of uh, nanos and upped the ante a little bit with the iPod Touch, included a couple things, and um, uh, and Lloyd has a whole podcast dedicated to games on it. So let me ask you guys Touch this: do, <laughs> do you guys believe that um, the iPod Touch is competition for the DS? Do you think it has um, the potential to tap into a little bit and start? You know, scraping away at what Nintendo has built up to be this enormous um, market share in the gaming world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am kind of a, of the opinion that Nintendo's very good at what it does and has very strong franchises, so it'll be very hard to take it away. But the iPod Touch, man, there's a yeah. lot of people, a lot of casual gamers getting on that. Yeah, it's uh, there's a couple things about the iPod and the iPhone, uh, like just the Apple App Store, that is gonna kind of change the way things are being done. I mean, games are under ten bucks. Um, most games being like five or under, um, you can download a game, play uh, casually. Uh, like you can download Bejeweled for ten bucks and play that as much as you want for for uh, for a low price. Like I said, 
And the fact that you can do it all wirelessly, like you're you're sitting on a bus, you're bored, you want to do something, you can head on over to the App Store and you can download um, something. And that's if you have a phone, if you have an iPod Touch, anytime you're around a Wi-Fi, you can do it like that. The ability to buy things on your portable device is going to be huge. And uh, that's something that Nintendo and Sony are going to both have to step up on with next versions of their respective portable gaming systems. Or Apple's going to eat their, their, their lunch, basically. Um, yeah. People love the ability to buy games um, easily and that gives them the ability to do it and then you're going to get companies like eb games and other like game vendors that are going to be really scared and upset to see this stuff happening so it's going to be an interesting few years i think yeah absolutely i mean who says in 10 years maybe we'll be on the same bandwagon totally we'll be downloading games on our new dss and so that's kind of why i wanted to bring it up like uh you know with things changing so dramatically the ipod touch is kind of a catalyst almost Mm -hmm. to see change coming in other systems like the ds and the psp have been battling for a while so people were thinking oh maybe the psp the next gen of psp is going to have a touchscreen well now this changes things now does that mean that the next iteration of both the psp and the DS are going to have emotions and accelerometers. Absolutely, they're going to have to keep up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Like, and this is just speculation, but I mean, um, I believe that there will be some kind. I mean, they've been, Nintendo's been doing the t- like tilt stuff for years. Mm-hmm. Um, their first venture in it, I believe, was with uh, Kirby on the uh, Game Boy, on the Game Boy Advance, I believe. Right, yeah. Kirby's Tilt and Tumble. And yeah. then they had uh, where where twist it. So yeah, they've been doing a lot of motion stuff um, over the years. So it, it's just natural progression. They're not new to it. Yeah, exactly. They're not new to it. So pretty much expect. I. How about we call it now? Let's make it. Let's say this now. I mean, if we're wrong, we're wrong. But let's say that there will be an accelerometer and a motion detector in the next DS. Let's just be that bold. Can yep. we do that, Lloyd? Oh, yeah, guaranteed. Um, let's also come out and say that there's going to be virtual console support on that device. You're going to be able to download Game Boy Advance titles and Game Boy titles, and you're probably going to be able to do it wirelessly right from the device. You're not going to have to do it on your PC and transfer it like you have to do on the PSP right now. Uh, I right. think that's all going to be built in part and parcel. Uh, who knows, maybe even like a, a DSware, uh, like the WiiWare for uh, the Wii, where you're going to be able to download games directly that have been made for the DS2 um, directly to your system. I like this. I like this where this is going. It's mm-hmm. good stuff. Yeah, it's it's oh, it's oh, it's so exciting to be a gamer. There's so many great things that are going to be coming out. Um, ways to, to, to rip even more money out of your pocket. Absolutely. All right, let's get into one of my favorite parts of the show. Let's get to emails and voicemails. All right, let's do that. DS Life. Touchback. Alrighty. Our first email comes from Rob, and Rob writes in, Hey, guy. I guess he's only talking to one of us. I just wanted to ask you if you think that Trauma Center is really worth buying. I have mastered the first Trauma Center, and it was very frustrating but addictive. But I want to know if the second one has lived up to the standard of the first Trauma Center. Keep up the good work. Your podcast rock. So he's only talking about one of our podcasts as well. Uh, he just doesn't. He only likes part of what we do, I guess. And only no, one I think of us. he just has a problem with plural. Yeah, maybe he his S on his keyboard's busted. Maybe. maybe. And that is from Rob, and I guess he goes by climbing up the wall. No S's in that, so that 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 uh, kind of proves, or at least it supports our theorem that uh, his S is busted. All right, so um, I guess I'll take this one. Trauma Center to yeah, it's worth buying. I'm I'm having a 
great blast with it. Um, it's a lot more forgiving than the first one. Like I said, I'm not missing any patches of hair on the top of my head from me ripping them out in frustration. That's always a good thing. Um, if you like the first Trauma Center, you'll probably like it. Uh, you'll probably love it. Uh, I would even say if you've never played Trauma Center, this is probably the one to pick up to try to begin with. Uh, the story is great. Um, the the operations are really ingenious and, and awesome. And uh, they just made the learning curve that much easier. And the ability or the uh, the addition of difficulty selections um, that you can actually change as you're going through the game. So you can play through on medium if you want. And then if you get to something that you just can't beat, you can dump it down to easy, beat that one operation, then put it back to medium to go through the game. Um, it just makes it that much easier to go through. Mm. And they've really listened to the complaints that all the reviewers and all the uh, all the people playing the game at home had with the first title. Um, really great to see uh, developers listening to their fans. Nice. I'll be picking that up because I really like my Trauma Center, so I'll be picking that up and hopefully give it another glowing review like Lloyd just did. Awesome. Uh, well, our second email comes in. It's from Abel Mishi. And that's probably pronounced really wrong, but that's fine. Uh, hey, Lloyd and Edgar. So he knows both of us. That's awesome. Nice. Already thumbs He's using up. plural. Yeah, yeah, this is great. <laughs> I'm a listener from way over the pond living in Hungary. Uh, the show is great stuff. I'm always waiting for the new episodes. I'm writing you guys because I'm very excited at the prospect of GTA on the DS. And I was wondering how you felt about it. I have a couple questions. Overall, how do you think it will compare to the console versions? Will it either be a miniature clone or a whole different take on the series? <clears throat> will it um, compare more to the PS? PS GTAs or the ones on the GBA? Uh, are you hoping for a full 3D view or do you think it will be a top down a la GTA 2? Uh, that's all I have. Thanks for the answers and keep up the amazing work. Uh, and that's from Abel Mishi. Cool. Uh, to be honest, dude, I think that the, the DS has the kind of graphic prowess that uh, complete, uh, that would work with, uh, with GTA. I think it's going to be hard to render the entire worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't foresee it them going to two D just to, uh, um, just to make it fit on the DS because I don't think it needs to. No, no. Uh, I think it's very. I think it's going to be very similar to the PSP. That's what, what I'm thinking. I, yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be very similar to the PSP. You're, it's, you're, you're going to be focusing on probably a war in Chinatown. Um, I don't know where I, where I figured that one out, but I, I it's just it came to me in a dream. I think. Mm. Um. But I think it is. That's be why a, I have you on the podcast because you're somewhat of a prophet. I'm a, I'm a soothsayer. Uh, that's yeah. what I do. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a 3D version. Uh, it's going to be full 3D. Uh, it's going to be. It's going to be good. I mean, what else to say about it? Uh, it's going to be a GTA experience on the DS. They're not going to dumb it down. They're not going to take no. out all the all the blood and killing and make it uh, a friendship simulator where you have to give flowers to people around Chinatown. It's going to be GTA on the DS. Um, you, you've, you've seen what they did to the PSP. Um, it's going to be similar to that. So you're going to take the console version. You're going to kind of put it on the boiler for a bit, distill it down to its core components, um, throw a little bit of a of a simpler, um, I guess, 3D engine on top of it. And that will be your game. I, I can see there being a lot of pick up and play stuff in it. Uh, a lot of different like uh, touch-based multiplayer or, or touch-based um, um, gaming. Uh, so like mini games and things like that. Things like hot, hot wiring a car and things like that, which were, I guess that was leaked on the, um, they did kind of a survey, uh, kind of a focus test kind of thing. I think there's going to be a lot of that, that stuff yeah. thrown into it. Yeah. Um, I just think it's going to be a really great, and it's probably going to be about 40 hours long. Like it, it's going to be a full GTA on your DS, and I, I think that's kind of what I'm predicting. 
Yeah, the only thing I, I would change is probably the 40 hours long. I, I don't think it may be that long, uh, uh, but everything else pretty much on par. I mean, Rockstar has um, has built up this franchise, and they know that in order. I mean, we would have seen crappier games come out of them if they just wanted to live off the the Rockstar or the uh, Grand Theft Auto franchise. But you know that every iteration of GTA, whether it be on the PSP, the 360, the you know PS2, the PS3, has been great. Has been a, you know they don't cheap out on making uh, ports or um, making iterations of it. Uh, and I don't see them doing that now. There's no reason. There's so much pent up hype for it that yes, it's going to sell millions no matter what. But they're not looking just to sell millions. They want to keep the franchise going and to get that praise, you know, because these guys are good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, they make a, a great atmospheric game, and they've been able to do that on every uh, console. And what better challenge than to do it on the DS with without you know the kind of power that maybe the PSP or the next gen consoles have, mm-hmm. but with different control types, you know, I think it's something for them to show off a little bit. And yeah, I've read the same thing about the hot wiring the car. And I'm, when I saw that, I was so, so intrigued. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of reminded me of like um, splinter cell on the, th- on the regular Xbox where you'd move the controller and when it vibrated, you would kind of hold it there in order to unlock doors and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like it's, it's stuff like that. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, I would say you could pretty much cast out the fact that it's going to be 2D. It's going to be 3D. Like, I don't, for, that, the, I don't think it's going to be, there's a 2% chance it'll be 2D. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I think it's going to be great. I don't think you should really worry about the quality of the game. I mean, uh, as soon as we see more stuff, um, we'll be able to report back. But I, I don't think that it's going to be an issue. No. I think they're going to do the best that they possibly can. Definitely. And let me just clarify, when I said 40 hours, I meant... in including all of the side missions and like uh, looking okay, for hidden, okay. hidden packages and stuff like that. Not the okay. main mission being 40 hours, but I, I think it's going to be a game that's that big. Like when Rockstar yeah. does it, they, they do it good. I mean, yeah, the Vice exactly. City stories on, on the PSP was just like playing Vice City. I mean, it was a little bit smaller, but not by much. It, it was great. Um, I think because of hardware constraints, you're going to be limited to just exploring like just around Chinatown in Liberty City, um, and you won't be able to go too too much far outside of that. Um, but who knows? They might even put all of Liberty City in it. I mean, if you're going to be streaming from a cartridge, I mean, who cares how big the, the world is, right? So. Right. We'll see what happens. I'm really looking forward to the new Nintendo Power because I want to uh, dig into any morsel that they give on uh, on what what GTA Chinatown Wars is going to be like. Awesome. So I think we're I think we're done. I think we's done, my friend. Uh, let's tell them how they can get a hold of us. Uh, we love to hear from you guys, and we want you to send in your 60-second reviews if you have a chance. Uh, you can do that many ways. Uh, you can contact us many ways. The first is head on over to dslifepodcast.com. Click contact us at the top of the page and send us an email. You can email us directly at dslifepodcast at gmail.com, or you can call our voicemail line to leave a 60-second review or a question, and that voicemail line is, of course, area code 206 Three two six twelve twenty one. Again, ladies and gentlemen, that number is 206-326-1221. All right, guys, that's going to about do it for another episode of the DS Live podcast. Uh, don't fret. You won't have to wait three weeks to get the next one. We will be here next week, guaranteed. Yup. Uh, at least I hope. Yes. Oh, wait, maybe we won't, but we probably will.
We probably will. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for staying subscribed. And uh, check out the Touch of Gaming podcast uh, if you haven't already. If you uh, want to hear more about the iPhone and the iPod Touch, head on over to touchofgaming.com and uh, subscribe there and listen to what we've done. Oh, uh, real quick, Nerbler put up a, uh, a video of Comic-Con in 2004, uh, of, of this year. Oh, cool. Or, yeah, we just put up the video. So, um, yeah, and there's new stuff coming out of Nerbler finally. So if you guys uh, are subscribed, go check out the forums. If you're not subscribed, hey, check us out. You might like it. All right. And it's, uh, it's definitely a little bit different than this podcast. Uh, it's definitely not, yeah. uh, not family friendly uh, in the least. So if you're listening to this at work or if you have sensitive ears, you might want to pay pay a little bit of attention before heading on over absolutely there's no bleeps unfortunately (laughs) all right guys uh we are out for reels this time have a great week and we'll talk to you soon take it easy guys ds life your ds news source